This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's Lauren Jacobs and it's Voice of Change time here on Cape Pulpit. It's so good to be with you. Yes, I know normally it's 5 p.m. Today is 6 p.m. because it's this incredible visiothon that we are doing. Shining together today, having hope, being the light. It's so incredible to be with you. Thank you for joining me. We're going to have a wonderful show today because, of course, Visionthon is all about hope, like I said, all about being the light. But also we're going to be doing and sharing some important truths today through testimony of my incredible guests that I'm going to introduce to you, you know, in a few minutes. Can't wait for us to jump into talking about purpose, talking about overcoming, talking about being the light, giving hope and being hope to other people. Thank you for joining me. It's going to be so great. And you know what? It is Visionthon and we are asking you to please take hands with us, continue to support us, continue to help us be your daily companion. Don't forget you can SMS the word GIVE followed by your name, the amount you wish to give to 37871. Or if you like me and you like to WhatsApp, you can WhatsApp the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, followed by your name, or you can be anonymous if you want to. But don't forget to put that all-important amount that needs to be there. And you can WhatsApp 0826572729. You know, before we kick off this evening show for the next hour, I'm really looking forward to being with you. And before we get in to what we're going to be touching on, you know, I really want to read a scripture to you that's so important that I believe just sums up so many things. And it's found in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's continue to be that light. And like we say, take hands with us. SMS the word give or WhatsApp. And we are looking forward to receiving all your messages today here on Voice of Change. Welcome to the show. Again by Euclid Jacobs and no relation to me. But you know what? It was a really, really wonderful song. Now, here on Voice of Change, like I said, I have an incredible, incredible guest, Lynn Hill. Now, Lynn Hill is a global inspirational speaker as well as a poet, award-winning author of an Amazon international bestseller, multi-award-winning professional and humanitarian recipient of eight global awards, inducting to the Woman Appreciating Woman Hall of Fame in the UK. I can go on like this for a couple of minutes. She's also the global ambassador of the Rosie Foundation International Germany and the global champion of She Counts, a Psychoeducational African Child Empowerment Program, and she has walked in her purpose and walked boldly in it for the past 40 years, overcoming multiple rape, teenage pregnancy, violation in many contexts, divorce, single parenthood, racism, and so much more. And like I said, walking boldly in purpose. Lynn, this is so fantastic to have you here with me today. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lauren, for hosting me. It's been a long time coming that to be yeah, you on the show. Yeah, six months to be exact. <laughs> it's amazing. And, you know, looking at these many, many different awards that you've won and also the things that you've done, walking boldly in your purpose, but also hearing what you've had to overcome. This is, this is really quite incredible and quite special this evening. We're going to touch on it. Hey, it's been a journey, 40 years, walking boldly in purpose and just seeing everything come together. I think when you reflect back, what does it look like? Um. I think the deeper we go and the more bolder we become in walking in our purpose, the more escalated 
our journey with Christ becomes mm. because you just cannot do it alone. Mm. And mm. when you're looking back and you know, and there's actually no definition of how you could have done it, mm. that by virtue of just that there in its essence is the definition of God's grace. Mm. Sure. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, I wanted to ask you this. One of your passion points is divine purpose. We've been alluding to this, you know, over the last minute. And you claim to have walked in this like for 40 years. And also hearing, you know, overcoming single parenthood, divorce, multiple rapes. Tell us a bit about walking in your purpose. What does that look like for you if you take us into your journey? Because you know what I find often? We can sit here. Someone said recently the other day, you know, you want, a glory of, you want a glory in my story, but you don't know what I've really walked through. You know, it's, it's really about we hear the culmination of everything. We can look at someone's life and go, wow, this is what you've achieved. But it's 40 years of you having lived it, you having walked it. Tell us a bit about, you know, this divine purpose because it's what you embody really. Thank you. Um, yes, it, I think it's definitely a lived experience. And for me, there was one definitive moment and then purpose just kept unfolding beyond 15. So that definitive moment for me was um, coming to terms and needing to experience a near-death experience after having been brutalized and losing consciousness to a point that I actually crossed over and sure. walked towards the light and touched the other side. Hmm. And as I touched the other side, I was actually retracted. And wow. in that moment, Lauren, as I regained consciousness, there was the hugest angel, and I know it was now Archangel Michael standing above me. Mm. And touching his wing was, I think, the moment of instigating the fact that I have been spared from death mm. and I was meant to live for a very significant reason far greater than my dying. Mm having then come out of 72 hours of sedation and hearing that the individual who raped me who belonged to my church had allegedly yeah. raped three or four other girls. And I obviously didn't realize it then, but speaking my truth, standing up for my truth and fighting for my truth in the high court 10 months later of Cape Town was me then representing a moment in time that would become a trajectory for me. It was me becoming in that moment as a 16-year-old baby girl in a school uniform, a voice for the voiceless. Sure. So that is really where it started, how it unfolded. Um, my own therapy um, facilitated my want and my desire to go and study psychology. Mm -hmm. So I knew I would become a healer. Mm. Um, I also knew that I could not have gone through all of what I went through, the pain, the torture, for nothing, mm. and I had to find my something. And my something as a 16-year-old was finding my purpose in my pain. And I knew that it was never going to be about me. It was kind of a crucifixion for the resurrection of others. Mm. And I actually believed I was chosen. Mm. So I, I didn't judge the experience. Wow. You know, just this week, actually, I was, someone was telling me about some of these in stories that have just come out now about a big pastor of a really big church in America, you know, where young girls have come forward now, older, mm. and have come forward and said that they were abused mm. by him when they were 15 and 16. Mm. And it is something that people don't want to talk about often enough, mm. you know, and the reality is that often people who come and speak 
up about, you know, people that are put on a pedestal like pastors and leaders, faith leaders. Sometimes people go, oh, no, it can't be. You know, that faith leader is, wow, my faith leader, they would never do that. But again, it was almost as though you were revealing that voice as well to us, the voice that needed to be heard. And I think it's a voice that has to continue. We're hearing this now, you know, young girls coming out and saying, I, I, I am being abused. Who will believe me? You know, and that is quite a real big thing. We actually have to talk about more in spaces like this mm-hmm. and in our faith communities. And how do you, how does it impact you when you hear these kind of stories and see these young girls that are coming forward, but yet sometimes their voices aren't taken seriously? I think a part of my purpose just gets deepened in these moments to know that I've been spared from death. Mm. to be going through all of these interviews. You know, you alluded to light in in the Mm. biblical verse earlier. And Marianne Williamson says, as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As Mm. we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. And I believe I was spared from death to tell the story Mm. because many victims actually die. Mm. Um, They can die on two levels, physically and emotionally. But I chose to live by the grace of God mm-hmm. after touching that angel's wing and coming face to face with an angel. Mm. Um, I chose to not only tell the story, I chose to use the story for his glory mm. because I could not have survived every bit of challenge along my journey without the grace and mercy and guidance and provision of God. Mm. If you could go back and speak to your 16-year-old self as you were then, would there be something that you would that you would say to her, you know? Would there be a powerful moment in that? Well, <laughs> it would be, it wasn't your fault. Mm. Amen. And, and maybe that's a message as well that we need to speak loud. It wasn't your fault. And it took me many, many years. In fact, it took me a second rape to realize, and that was only four years ago while on a business trip in Johannesburg, to realize that evil preys of purity. Mm. So it's not your fault. Mm. Mm. Sure. Uh, I really want that to really almost land this evening and, and be released this evening for anyone who's listening, even to us now, even who will listen later or listening on Facebook Live, that... That is kind of the heart message we want to send out this evening as well, that a lot of women, and we know men as well, are also often rape survivors mm-hmm. and victims, mm-hmm. um, but that it, it isn't your fault. And we do believe you. We hear your voice. And I think that that's so important. Lynn, you know what? What do you feel is, this is such a beautiful question. I love this question. What do you feel is God's take on purpose? You know, like when we talk... We often talk about purpose. Now, when we think about purpose, it's very abstract, isn't it? Like what it means to you is what it means to you, what it means to me, what it means to listeners. Like, no, my purpose is this or whatever. But it almost seems as though purpose is also evolving as we evolve. What do you think God's take on purpose is? When I thought about this this morning, um, Jeremiah 29, 11 came to me. Mm. Uh, for behold, the plans I have for you, plans that you will prosper and not be harmed plans that I will give you hope and a future. Mm. I believe that God's plan and his way of his take on purpose for our lives is to make him tangible on this earth, Mm. to practicalize his divine self, 
his glory, his compassion, his unconditional love. And sometimes he he gently says it and sometimes he shakes us mm. to say, can you heed to the calling? Can mm. you heed to the greatness that I have placed inside of you? Mm. Um, because you were not meant to live a life of mediocrity. You were meant to live a life of significance. Mm. And that is a life outside of passivity. Yes. And so his take is, I believe, for us to be an extension of heaven's hands on this earth using every single innate gift and talent that he has placed inside of us, every single experience to draw on his mercy, to draw on mm. his unconditional love and forgiveness, um, and to make him real, not just in our lives and in our families' lives, but in every context on every day, not just on a Sunday. Yes. Every context, yes. every role to just make him real so that he can shine through. Mm. I love that. Yesterday, uh, one of the ladies I was chatting to, she said on the show, she said, we are here so that the kingdom can move through us onto the yes. earth. And I love that explanation. The kingdom, you know, it is it's, it's moving through us. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, you know, we, we think about the kingdom as something far removed from us. It's far away. Where is it? It's, it, but it can be tangible for us and for others that we bring it to. Absolutely. How else do others get to experience God mm, mm. if it doesn't play out through us, mm. through our stewardship, through our acceptance that we are mere vessels mm. to practicalize and personify the goodness and greatness of God that lives within us. Mm. And I think it's also what we need to realize is that there will be obstacles as well, for, right? In, in the way there will be hard times because people sometimes think I'm going to get into my purpose and I'm going to, I'm going to flow, you know, but sometimes you're more like a salmon upstream. <laughs> the higher the calling, the higher the calling, the greater the challenge. Mm, definitely. Absolutely. I love what you alluded to earlier on with Marianne Williamson because I love so much of her work and it's about the overcoming of fear. And I think that that's something a lot of people need to work through when they consider their purpose. People have all sorts of fears. It can be fear of failure. You know, self-doubt is also a fear. Fear of what will other people say. Fear that I'm not good enough. Fear of, I'm not educated enough. Fear of why me? You know, I'm not good enough, not worthy enough, not called enough. Not, you know, maintained enough, not built up enough, not, you know, educated enough, don't have those degrees enough. I'm not enough. And that's the problem. That's a big problem when that I'm not enough comes into it. And if we can just get, Lauren, to that moment of knowing that inadequacy and unworthiness is not the language that God speaks, mm. Mm. Um, that. that we have been divinely, perfectly, um, and beautifully created in his image. Mm. And that means that worthiness is our birthright mm. and that we are adequately equipped to play out our divine purpose according to his will and plan. Mm. I love that. There's some fire coming out here this evening. We can feel it. You know, I also wanted to ask, maybe there's someone listening right now that's leaning in and saying, Lynn, Lauren, I hear what you're saying, but I still feel maybe I'm like 50 years old or I'm 40 years old, however old I am. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I actually don't know what I'm here for. I don't know what my purpose is. 
you know, what advice would you give to that person when if that search for purpose has been ongoing and hasn't resulted in so, something? The operative word there, and it's a fallible operative word, is that we need not search for our purpose. We need not because the search connotes that you need to find something that you've lost. Mm. The replaced operative word is we need to access everything that has been placed inside of us. Mm. That is already there. Maslow said that we have our futures dynamically alive within us at this present moment. Mm. The word says that we'd never receive a vision without being given the provision to make that vision become a reality. And so it's not about finding our purpose. It's about accessing truly who we already are but might have forgotten as a result of having internalized others' opinions of yeah. us as truth, as a result of having had things like rape or abuse define us mm. and define our identity rather than for us to choose to transcend it mm. because we cannot fulfill our purpose in a diminished state. Mm. Sure. And so it's not about finding it. It's simply about stepping out of that fear of what others are going to say, of what others mm. are going to think, um, and just be true, be led and be guided mm. um, in prayer by your heart. God speaks yeah. through our heart. Mm. Um, and a lot of people focus and you've said this like in that string of words that you gave you know mm. I lack I lack the courage I lack the worth I lack the degrees I lack mm. all of that when our focus is predominantly on lack um, that is what we will attract into our lives mm. um, so for those who might not have focused on on purpose and on what they have it is because the predominant focus has been on what they don't have for too long mm. and to be able to switch that focus and say but hey what is it that I have because we all have been granted and blessed with gifts and talents yeah and that God does not he's not selective mm. in proposing purpose to us in fact we have all been called every single one of us has been called by virtue of our unique gifting and the expression of that gifting mm. to have his glory shine through us for others to realize what light is and for them to understand who he is by virtue of his light that shines through us. Mm. Sure. I love, love, love this. And I was thinking yesterday I, I spoke to Lizay Vitt. She's a wonderful singer. And she said something that connects with what you're saying and something I experienced as well. She said that from a child she was able to play the piano. You know, she could hear a song play it you know and she used this gifting when she became late on in her life for the bad you know and it led her down very destructive paths yeah. when she found God and came to that place of surrender and his grace yeah. it's now been turned into incredible incredible worship her music just opens up something of heaven to you you know and it is that and that's why I always say to people what did you want to do when you were a child? What was on your heart? What was those purest gifts, those purest talents, those mm -hmm. purest things? For me, it was writing. I could write since I was five. Yeah. And people go, how did you write since you were five? I don't know. It was there. It was the gift of God. And, and, and like you said, the world comes and it, there's something that happens in our lives that take it from us. Mm -hmm. When God had to speak to me 10 years ago and say, this is the cornerstone of your purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing you back to it, you know, mm -hmm. because 
life does, like you're reminding us, take that from us. And you know what? I, I, I want this to, to sit with you a little bit. I want you to sit with us a little bit because... And, and But I don't want you to go anywhere because we're not finished. We're only getting started. We're going to go to some music because, like I say, I really, really do want you to just receive this right now. Maybe take a moment and say, God, what is it that you're saying to me right now? What is it that you're saying in this moment? What are you using Lynn to tell me today? What are you using this show to speak to me about? So let it land with you. We're going to be hearing through it all by Michael Miller. Enjoy, but don't go anywhere. We'll see you after this song. That was Through It All by Michael Miller. What a cool song. We are here with Lynn Hill. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited about the show today. That's why I'm like, yes, it was a cool song. Yes, I'm enjoying this time. And I'm sure that you listening in are saying, wow, you know what? Maybe God just spoke to you. Maybe he just met with you. And that is our prayer that he has and that he is and that he will during this time. And so Lynn is with me. And we've been talking about purpose, divine purpose and what God is saying to us. You know, and also knowing it's not going to be easy and there are going to be obstacles, but God has a plan and a hope and a future for you. And it's specific. It doesn't just have the future or the plan. It's a plan, a specific future just for you and just for me. And which brings me to asking Lynn, you know, we were talking about divine purpose and we were touching on that. But how has this played out in your life, your specific life, according to God's will and plan? How did you see purpose unfold? even through everything that you've been through? It was, I think for me, initially it was unconscious, Lauren, because all I did as that, however wounded, broken, 15 and 16 year old, my fighting back other than the court and fighting for truth, my fighting back and taking my power back, reclaiming my power, was to say you could damage my body, you could damage my soul, you could damage my spirit, but you were not going to damage my dreams. Mm. That my dreams was going to be my hopes, my visions that I held my, for my future um, was going to be mine. And so I chose to very consciously um, at the age of 16, take my power back and say, you will not be empowered for the rest of my life by deactivating where God was going to take me. Oh, yes. And, you know, only when writing the book did I realize how courageous that was because I was a baby girl. Yeah. And had I not done that, and when we don't do that, when we give abuse, when we give perpetration, whether it's corporate bullying, whatever the con concept of violation is that we faced within our lives, when we empower that, we negate God's plan mm. for our lives and mm. his purpose for us. Mm. If I chose to live in pain and through pain and become a victim of pain mm. for every adversity mm. that I had faced in my life, I would not have been sitting here today because mm. this is part of God's plan. Mm. This is how his plan mm. plays out. And the thing is, when we are robbed from our purpose, we don't only rob ourselves, we actually rob those whose lives we can touch. Mm. And I realize now that to not have taken responsibility for my healing would have fed into the enemy strategy sure. because the strategy was really to derail me mm. at a very, very early age because my light, God knew was going to shine so bright and God was not the only one who knew that. Mm. So every Amen. single thing 
over very many years was meant to diminish what was placed inside of me. And it took a second drape four years ago to say, now I will amplify my purpose if my pain is magnified. Sure. And that is when God said to me, okay, kiddo, your calling is now global. Mm. Um, to have received all of my global award, awards during COVID, how's mm. that not God? Exactly. I wish I could just take so much of this and just give it to someone else, not so Lynn, because I know so many people, you, you said something that resonates so deeply and I wish we could just give to someone else. You're not only robbing yourself of that purpose that God has called you to and for, but it's also the lives that you will touch through your calling, through your purpose, to whatever God has called you to do. I know so many people that just sit back, you know, gripped in that fear, that fear of whatever it is, you know, or the despair or the disappointment. And it, it keeps them bound that they don't fill their purpose. And then, you know what, the lives that are touched, that need to be touched, change the, the message. Imagine you're not here this evening because you gave in and became disempowered. Someone that's listening to us right now would not hear what you are saying to us today. And their life could be changed i know and you probably have experienced it as well where you hear something that someone says or you listen to someone speaking maybe it's a story or just a, a talk that you listen to and your life is compelled forward because they were obedient to what god called them to do and they said something that you needed to hear in that moment in that time imagine if we all just sit back and we don't you know it's like we are we are taking that purpose from the body of Christ as well. And we are saying, you know, the hand is not going to function here. So, so then what? You know, then what are we going to do? In fact, God will call us to activate our faith. Mm. And the activation of faith really moves us outside of comfort. So mm. it's not always... Yes. Um, you know, fear wears many guises. Mm. And one of the guises it wears is complacency and the overattachment to our comfort zones. Mm. Um, but we are not called, I believe, to be vessels and we cannot optimize God's light that must shine through us in a state of passivity. Mm. We need yeah. to activate our faith. We need to apply our faith. Mm -hmm. We need to, you know, it, it was overcoming my fear and those moments where I knew I also needed God because there's this notion that we need to do it on our own. Mm. And that's a fallible notion mm. that we need him to overcome in order to be able to have these conversations mm -hmm. and to have them as real conversations because he's been real in our lives. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that I've been fearless and all courageous. Mm. I have been so fearful on so many occasions of so many things mm. and yet um when the one thing that was meant to ultimately destroy my light four years ago in fact god turned that around and said now i'll make you shine brighter mm. and that is what he does when we walk in obedience amen and i praise him for that and i honor you for not giving up as well really that that is from my heart today i wanted to get one of the quotations from your book because you wrote a book about your story like i said earlier on amazon international bestseller it is called butterfly my soul right butterfly my soul got wings mm. what life has taught me book one book one 
So is there a book two? Yes. Oh, it's incredible. Will there be a book three? Yes. Absolutely. It's not going to stop. It's, it's part of my purpose. I'm like, yes. It's an extension <laughs> of my one? purpose. It's going to be four, five, and six until, <laughs> until, until. You, rest, until you make that final resting place and you, you go into the next life. You know, we're going to have all those books. Purpose is service. And that is a quotation from your book. Purpose is service. How has this led to your successes that you have experienced? You just mentioned winning awards during COVID. COVID was a very intense time for so many people, right? But God's blessings were there. Purpose is service. Again, we said it maybe just a few minutes ago. If we don't live in our purpose, we also take that from others as well. Purpose yeah. is service. And when you look deep into what other people want to do, I've asked this question of a lot of people. What is your purpose? There's always an element of service, isn't there? When we dig deep into ourselves about purpose, there is always an element, even if we don't see it ourselves, as service. I remember training nursing staff to speak English that came out from overseas to work here. And I would do a purpose thing first mm. with them before we got into it. And they always said, you know, many of them said, I want to help others. There was always an other that was attached to their purpose, you know, and because essentially within us, we know it's service and we know it involves other people. We know that we're here for others. We know we're not just here to build our great empire. Absolutely. Some people have got absorbed into self and that we get. Absolutely. But that's not the truest purpose. Purpose is service. Yes. And very often I'm asked, how did I manage to become so successful? Um, people have this image of me having a social media team and a marketing team and a this and a that. And again... I say, it's because I never chased success. Mm, amen. All I ever did was to obediently, doggedly, and relentlessly pursue the divine purpose that happened to be birthed at 15, but I never ever gave up on its trajectory. Mm -hmm. um, the context changed. Mm. And there is no way that we were meant to be selfish about what has been placed inside of us. So mm. when we don't share what has been placed inside of us, we actually not optimizing what has been placed inside of us because we require connection mm. to, to share. We require connection with others to authentically have our light shine through mm. and our divine light shine through for God to be experienced. Mm. So we need others in order to to live and have our purpose live through us yeah when we do this in a way that is not self-serving when we do it in a way that doesn't serve our personal agenda we would have others experience the character of christ in mm. us when we do it non-contextually when we do it unconditionally, when we do it when no one is watching, yeah. when it's the toilet cleaner, the petrol attendant, mm -hmm. when we are able to treat those people, whether it's the CEO, but we can treat them and serve them as if they were Christ. Mm. That is true service. And I believe that that is the service we are called mm. to bring through our Amen. purpose and to also activate in any given moment the fruits of the holy spirit mm. to bring into that moment everything that is noble pure holy and excellent and when we can serve that way so consistency is key 
but it's not only what we do, it is how we do it that would have others recognize Christ who lives in us. Mm. Consistently. Sure. Amen. Consistently. <laughs> I love Consistently. that. Consistently. It's like... That's the character crux. Yes. <laughs> and I love that you mentioned that. It's, it's not about that chasing of success. It's not. And like you said, people think, oh, you know, oh, you've had so much success. You must have done this and whatever. God's favor, God's grace, God's glory, God's mercy. It's incredible. You know what? We want to, again, I want to, I almost feel like I wish we could have the whole evening to have this conversation because there are so many gems, so many jewels that's coming out here. But we want you to enjoy some music on the show on Voice of Change today. And I can't believe that we are coming near to the end of the show. But before that, we are going to be hearing the sweetest sound by Village Lights. Enjoy the song. Mm, I love that song by Village Lights, the sweetest sound. And really, that kind of almost encapsulates what we were talking about this evening. You know, God's grace, God's love, His mercy, that sweetest sound and how that leads us. Lynn, in closing, which we've come to the end of the show, <laughs> we said about, in closing, what advice would you give to someone right now that is feeling like I have literally no purpose? Uh, I'm, not even, I'm not even opening myself up to considering it. What would that final, final message be to someone listening today? It would be that hopelessness and a lack of worth is not of God, that it is simply the enemy's stupid strategy mm. to derail your spiritual significance and the reason for your being on this earth. And in robbing you of becoming the greatest you, um, he would then also be robbing you of what you could be doing for the millions of others who could be depending on you. Um, I believe, as God has spoken to me and said, that you didn't die for a reason. You are living. You are here. You are breathing. You have survived COVID. You have survived so much. You are here. And if you are listening to this this evening, it means that your mission is still unfulfilled your work Amen. is still incomplete that you have still to make manifest all of the glory of god that has been placed inside of you that you have not yet optimized the resurrecting power mm. that you have not yet taken the opportunity to breathe and resurrect dead dreams and you've not yet taken the opportunity to apply your faith and to step out of your comfort zone. And tonight God is saying to you, it is never too late. You are not mm. too old. You are not too anything. The fact that you are listening, that you are breathing, that you have been reflecting, that you've been assimilating, that you've been analyzing means that this is a moment of activation for you mm. to take you to the next level. Mm. And the thing about purpose is that it's never done. Yeah. You know, you're never there. Yes. Amen. Especially when we're walking in Christ because there is no ego. Mm. So it is, yeah. what can I do for others? And the closer I get to him, how do I take that then to the next level? Because if I don't take it to the next level, then I've become unconsciously overattached to my comfort. Mm. And so to finally say it's never too late mm. and that you were born to activate all of the power that God has placed inside of you. And 
his why is far, far greater than your what and mm. your how. Mm. Sure, Lynn. Thank you so, so much for being here today. It has been such a blessing to be sitting across from you, but also to be hearing the words that God has spoken into your heart today, because I know you took this into a place of prayer when we spoke about you coming here and just what the Holy Spirit wanted to do through you. And I believe that he has met us today. And I want to say thank, thank you for you. being here. And I want to pray Goosebumps. that God will really bless you, like continue to bless you, that when we read book four and five and six, that we're going to be more blown away at what Abba Father is going to do and steward through you and through your heart. Thank you so much. And may you just be blessed and blessed in abundance, really. Oh, I feel so drenched right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, bring Amen. on the supernatural, <laughs> my sister. Amen. Bring on the supernatural. I, I'm just so inspired today. I just feel like I could just go out and just go, yes, God, you know, let's do something great and crazy, you know. And I want to say thank you to my listeners for joining me. It's been so great. Remember that we are in Vision saying, let us shine together. Let us be a city on a hill. Let us continue burning. Let us continue to be that light may you be blessed today you know what i also don't want you to go anywhere because we are heating up the seats the seats are warm and the next ones that are going to fill these seats tc and the whole of the george family olo tolo and zoe is going to be with you and they're going to be you know catching this fire and throwing it out at you again so take care god bless enjoy your evening and see you next week thursday at 5 p.m for voice of change this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.